Hi, Gear. Hi, Cal. Oh, my gosh. It's been a minute. Well, it yeah, it has been a while. We haven't had to just sit and wait for the bridge or anything, so our life has uh, changed here. I know. That's what happens over the winter. There's, And it kind of depends, right, on, on what's going on with the winter when the bridge, the shipping season actually ends. Well, yeah. Yeah, it depends on the lake itself. And it's, actually, it's going to open up here, I think, next week. I know. So it'll be back in business. Yeah, we are recording here on March 9th. 2023 here back here in the compound in park point so yeah. you know uh, li- yeah. life is good again oh yeah, it's be... been an interesting winter uh, the lake uh, boy it's it's barely frozen over at all in some areas i mean uh, there's been years where uh, the lake is almost 100 percent frozen over you know, yeah that for close sure. and this year i believe i've been able to see open water from the bridge uh, most of the time absolutely and making the, my travels I remember not even so long ago, there was, maybe a few years ago, it was so frozen, you could walk um, over by Fickers, you could get on the lake and start walking, and you could walk to the bridge. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would think so. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, but before we get too far, this is Getting Bridged, the podcast that is light on Duluth history, but heavy on nostalgia. And I'm Kelly Halston Erickson. And I am Jerry Halston. I am Kelly's father. Yes. And we are making this happen again. So speaking of crazy snowstorms, do you remember, oh yeah. do you remember the December 23rd? Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> 2009, when you rescued me from a snowstorm. Do you remember this? Oh, yes. Oh, my friends. Here we oh, go. Yes. Here's how it went. I was newly oh, dating man. my husband, okay? And we went down to the cities. It was December 23rd. We went down to the cities to watch a wild hockey game. And not like like wild, uh, lowercase w, capital W, course the the, the, the wild. wild yes of of minnesota and i probably said kelly don't go and i said i'm gonna make it happen this is gonna be fine and so uh yeah i we went to the hockey game and then i insisted that i needed to get myself back home because of course it is december 23rd and at that time i hadn't been dating uh, my my now husband long enough to actually spend Christmases together, um, and we had some Christmas traditions that I had to take part in, and so it was that I headed north from the cities alone in my 1993, I believe, Toyota Camry, which generally. Did a nice yeah, job. A darn in the snow. fine automobile it, it was. You know what? A darn fine yes. automobile. Yes, it was yeah. a vehicle that you, the two of you, owned, and I yeah. did take my driver's test, and failed the first time, but then passed. That car lasted virtually forever. Oh my gosh! Somebody asked, you know, would you ever buy another one? And I said, I, I don't think I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It had over three hundred thousand miles on it before I let it go. Yeah. Foolishly. Yes, and I saw it driving around town a long time after that. But <laughs> I know, I know. I never really brought that up. It, it had an identifying mark on the front that Kelly had uh, placed on it uh, with a bridge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm. Dro- I, I digress. I'm it's okay. No, it's it was a beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. Um, the Toyota Camry Camrys from the '90s. I feel like were especially good. But yes. I'm heading north, and the snow starts, and I know the snow is coming. 
happening, I know, but it's coming from the south, and so I'm thinking I can outrun it. Oh, sure. Of course you can. I, 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 I couldn't, though. I, uh, <laughs> the snowstorm, I, I'm pretty sure I was just right in the thick of it, right in the thick of it. And the snow was just coming down by the fistful, and it's covering the freeway. And I am in the Toyota Camry, and I am terrified, of course, and I'm going very slow. The snow is piling up. There are barely barely tire tracks uh, ahead of me uh, from vehicles ahead of me. There's no question of going no more than 20, 30 miles an hour for sure. And it's coming down so hard. It's really difficult to see. And you weren't even at Hinkley yet. I was freaking out people freaking out. So (laughs) nervous. And I, I mean, I made it to Hinkley and I, and I was, I was in this sort of panicked state because I thought I can't, I can, my brain cannot process actually, uh, making it anywhere. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine going for another hour, like getting to Hinkley and then keeping, I just couldn't. Sure. So, so I pulled over. Well, over. you could always pull into Toby's and spend the evening with all the people there at Toby's. So I pull into Toby's and I get out and I park my car, <laughs> I mean, just kind of randomly out in, in kind of the out lot a little bit because I have a sneaking suspicion my car is going to be having a slumber party in the parking lot. And I go into Toby's and I and I call, I make the call to Gear. And, and what if, time of night was this? Oh boy, this was easily wasn't it like eight or nine at least at night? And I am that's right around ten thirty. It was ten thirty. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I remember. <laughs> and guess what? Guess what, friends? My father. And you talked to your mother, and your mother said, "Oh, sure, he'll come get you." And my and my father got in the car. And made his way down to Hinkley to pick me up. And what car did I have? It was um, it was a the Honda CRV, I believe, oh, okay. at the time. Sure, it was it was mother's oh, darn vehicle. Fine car too. Oh boy, yeah. yeah. Well, very yeah, roadworthy. The, the, the all-wheel drive is very critical. A, a lesson I then learned um, took me a, a Ford Fusion after the uh, Toyota Camry to fully convince myself that I did in fact need an all-wheel drive vehicle. But again, I digress. And um, yep. Yep, yep, you came in, and you picked me up, and I told the people at the counter, I'm leaving the Camry, and they said, we absolutely don't care, and uh, and we headed north, and it was, it yeah. was, like, probably the finest Christmas I have spent in many years, <laughs> because we, you, you brought me yeah. to my house, yeah. I got my stuff, got my dog, went down to your house, and I just, we just spent the weekend which was snowed in a snowy messy christmas <laughs> yes we did yes we did and it was amazing the end ladies and, and, and gentlemen yeah, over Ooh. the years we had enjoyed uh christmas eves and the kids would come home spend the spend the night at home and uh, we'd celebrate christmas day together and kelly did indeed well i think it was christmas day by the time we got back but oh well, or no, was it christmas no, eve no it's christmas, christmas eve, eve yeah because okay. this was the 23rd when we went because yeah, I, yeah i remember it being a wonderful time boy that God, there was a lot of snow. It was terrible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I headed out, there was nothing. And the further I drove, the worse it got. And 
It was funky. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing in Duluth when I left, but when we came back, there was a foot of snow on your stairs. I know. You know uh, it was just hours. coming down by the fistful. And you know what? Yeah. I think that's the beautiful thing about living in the Northland is that everybody's got their snowstorm stories. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. You have your Halloween storm story and Oh my all god. Of that stuff. Okay, so the Halloween storm for those of you who don't know was 1991 and it yeah. was how much snow did we get? It was at oh, least three uh, feet yeah. anyway. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I recall um, g- looking outside, and we had a, a red Ford Escort. Yeah, you that was that? your brother's car at the time. Yep, and it yeah. was completely <laughs> covered. You barely saw a roof. <laughs> I, well, it was. I'd never, I'd never seen anything yeah. like it. And I was just, you know, yeah. I was twelve. I mean, I didn't know about yeah. things, you know, um, and it was it was uh, bananas. And it really was a bummer because, you know, what, when you're that age, when you're well, maybe I was 11 going on 12. But it, it, that's pretty much to where you start, you know, wondering, am I going to keep am I going to keep this up? The the trick or treating on the Halloween. <laughs> and so to have to the, the thought of having to miss the Halloween trick-or-treating at that particular age that's a real significant oh, well, loss yeah, kind of drove it home that you probably aren't going exactly so I'm sure and right. and there have been some I, I don't know are we on track to having a, a record uh, snow this year i believe we are i know the last statistic i heard we, which was a couple weeks ago and we've had some snow since we are over we are 30 inches over the average okay this winter okay, so yeah. it's uh yeah it's been significant I mean, snow over the years, my brother tells about the year I was born and, and the day I was born or the day I came home. And that would have been October 30th. My mother was in the hospital for about a week. And um, he and my dad had to shovel like crazy to get into their apartment up on, on it was essentially 9th Street and Lake Avenue right up in that area, that there was crazy amount of snow at that time. And I always take note of my birthday because of the weather. And, yeah, I've shoveled snow on my birthday, and we've also done burgers out on the deck yeah. for my birthday. Yep. It just it just depends, you know. you got your uh, Halloween storm. Uh, I remember when I first started driving in the uh, 60s, late 60s, we were getting so much snow at that time that uh, cars had real antennas on them, you know, vertical mm-hmm. antennas. And uh, various radio stations and TV stations and stuff were giving out styrofoam balls about the size of a tennis ball that you were to mount on the top of your fully extended antenna so you could see a car coming at an intersection because there'd be this orange ball traveling along. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and it was an awesome thing. Hopefully, you know, avoid, avoid some accidents. Yeah, and you know what? The history bears this out, uh, Gare, because I'm noticing here oh, that... Oh, I'm not that, lying. Cal. Well, I'm just saying, to, to prove <laughs> your point, in 1967, January 6th, 1967, um, saw a 33-inch snowfall. The next year, November 17th, 1968... 34 inches on that day and the year after that the year of your graduation december 8th 1969 30 inches so three years in a row where we had single day totals of over 30 inches crazy amounts of snow Mm -hmm. absolutely i remember shoveling out to the back the car was parked in the backyard just right off the alley and i remember shoveling out there uh when i was 16 17 years old you know from the house out and the snowbank was so high, I would throw the snow as high as I could, 
some of it would clear the bank, some of it would come back down on me, and yeah. you'd just keep going. <laughs> did they it have snowblowers? Well, rich people did, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. They they were not a terribly common thing. Uh, we didn't have a basement in which to put it mm-hmm. or a garage in which to put it, mm-hmm. and we were in the West End, so odds of it staying around long uh, were pretty low. Right. So, no, we did not have a snowblower. Wait, and Grandpa Grandpa Norman didn't have some sort of special shoveling system wherein the snow must be uh, e- equally distributed as much as possible along the shoveling path because it seems as though that well, could be a thing he would be into. He He may have. However, if he wanted it shoveled, he would not impart that wisdom onto me. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. If he was not, if he was going to have somebody else do it, I, yeah, smart, yeah. smart man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, you, you. <laughs> you got to have this figured out. Yeah, there were some some crazy years with that stuff, and really, uh, we had a fence, a picket fence between the neighbors and my in uh, our house, and it was a thirty six inch high fence. And uh, during the winter, you know, from about November uh, into March, you could not see the top of that fence. And it wasn't from snow banks. That was just snow that was standing on the ground. Oh, boy. It was yeah. crazy amounts. It's rough. It's rough. And, and, yeah, we built snow forts and things like that. It was great fun, you know, that uh, I guess we're lucky none of those things collapsed on us. And our mothers would holler at us, I don't do that, you Take the top off me. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a snow pit. <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Yeah. But it worked. Absolutely. It was good fun. Absolutely. So in, and okay, so in driving around, I feel like, <laughs> wasn't there a lot of real rear wheel drive vehicles? Did you have a rear wheel only, drive? Only you rear had wheel only drive. only rear wheel yeah. drive vehicles. Yeah, front and wheel trying... drive did not become a thing until, oh, in the 70s. Oh, cool, cool. You so know. you're driving around these big beasts of yeah. cars, rear-wheel yeah. drive in yep. the winter on mm. the hills. Without, with, now radial tires was another thing. What's they had, that? They had, it's the construction of the tire, and, and radial tires have a much better grip because more of the tire stays on the road. So we had what was called bias-ply tires. You'd have to put on snow tires, otherwise be, you get stuck on the level. And the cars were light in the trunk area. Mm-hmm. So you'd throw something in there, be it a sandbag or two sandbags or three sandbags. And uh, sometimes uh, just chunks of iron. My dad had a uh, rather long piece of railroad t- uh, <laughs> rail that he'd put in the back of the Buick for weight. Railroad. Where did he come across that? Oh, God only knows. <laughs> he found it on the road. He drove a bread truck, and there would be something laying on the road. He was sitting up high there. He could see it. He'd pull over and go pick it up. What's that? Pick it up. Like. Yeah. All of, We had these this total mismatched set of tools, screwdrivers, pliers, wrenches, all rusted, and some really nice that, oh, I found this on the road. Oh, and, my gosh. I thought that all of my, my random thrifting <laughs> bug came from my from Ma's dad, and it turns no, out no, Norman's no. got it, too. No it's, wonder why I'm a hopeless thrifter. That's right. Jeez, oh, yeah, please. yeah. Well, it's a perfectly good player here. I'll just do this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, all right. So you get, yeah. so get your yeah. chunk of metal or whatever so you have in the a back chunk of, of the metal. truck. Yeah. And how'd you get up and down the roads? I don't know. It was, <laughs> man, oh, man, it was tough going. You'd be careful when you accelerated, careful in the turn. Uh, they they put down a lot of salt and gravel. Yeah. And uh, somehow you made it. There was a thing called pause traction on cars, and that's when both rear wheels would drive. Rear wheel drive. Like separately? Yeah. 
No, no, they would go oh. together. Oh. And a rear-wheel drive car, only one wheel is actually propelling the car most of the time because when you make a corner, if both wheels are propelling the car, it's incredibly difficult to turn if they're both pushing. So only one can push. What? The inside wheel isn't pushing. It's idling, basically idling, just not doing anything, holding the car up. And it's the, the far wheel actually pushes the car around so you can make the corner. Well, basically, whichever tire, uh, it, it, it set it up so that cars got stuck easily without explaining anymore. But they made some cars with positive traction. But what that did is when they both kicked in, the, the back end of the car was essentially steering you into the ditch. So you had to be very careful with a positive traction car in that. In that, uh, I had a Studebaker that had called it twin traction. Oh, yeah. And I, I was at a stoplight, and I accelerated a little bit, a little bit too much. I just turned around going the other direction, another lane before I, <laughs> before I knew what, what hit on me. Earth. No, the thing would climb a hill. It was like a goat, you know. Yeah. Instead of one wheel drive, it was two. Uh, you know, in a, a, a rear wheel drive car, I believe at a given time, both wheels are propelling the car. However, if there's any change in speed between the two because of a turn, one will drive far less. That is the, that is kind of bananas to me. Like, why would they think of doing rear-wheel drive? There was no technology for front-wheel drive. I don't understand why, the, how there, why there wouldn't be. Like, why would you not think about doing front-wheel drive first? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh, my know. gosh. No way to know. Front-wheel front, front wheel drive is the same technology. However, it's probably a matter of uh, being more sophisticated and the manufacture the gear works and, and the methods to make smaller things uh, more dependable as mm. far as gears and, mm -hmm. and cases go. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, there was uh, front-wheel drive. I think the uh, old Tornado was the first front-wheel drive, and that was... 1963 maybe 64 okay but that was a very expensive car and it was you know wow um yeah no, wow. no it was rear wheel drive and that is bananas. they had tires that had studs on them yeah you know studded snow oh, tires sure sure, sure. and mm -hmm. uh they really work good but uh, people would not take them off soon enough in the spring so just chewing the living bejesus out of the roads oh. out of the concrete so they were illegal then. Yeah. Uh, I had some studded tires, but oh yeah, it was it was quite a trip trying to get around. So do you remember any times like getting stuck in the snow like real bad and you're just like, oh, oh god, yeah. like what? Oh Tell me. yeah, yeah. I was going up 27th Avenue West, and uh, just before between 9th and 10th Street, it mm. gets pretty steep, and mm -hmm. I had Dad's Buick rear wheel drive Buick Riviera, uh, Riviera. No, I'm sorry, um, yeah, Electra. Elec Which, oh, Buick Electra. Hello. Uh, yeah. 6,000 pounds of screaming iron right there. And I, I couldn't make it. I stopped, and I started to slide backwards. And as I slid backwards, the car went crooked, and it wedged between the snowbank on the right and the snowbank on the left. The car was at an angle, what? stuck in there. <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> he was this pencil-neck kid with this big car stuck. You know, jeez. You, so, okay, okay, carry on. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what you envisioned, yes. So right. what do you do? Well, you know, okay, I, I, 
I need to get the back end to swing out so it goes into the street and it'll pull the front end down, right? Sure. So I just get out and I'm shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. It's got awful heavy snow because it's been there for a while, but I get I get enough and I get in the car and I, I step on the gas. Oh, so diligently I step on the gas, getting it to, trying to get it to spin, to swing out. Mm-hmm. All it does is go down about five more feet at the same angle, still wedged. <laughs> Oh my okay. god. Is there anybody coming? Anybody like any other drivers like watching you do this? I see in red. I don't I couldn't oh, see anything oh else, boy. so I don't know. Oh uh, there was uh-huh. no one there to give me any any help. Yeah, there was like a granny or something in so, one of the houses watching them. Oh, because I'm sure there's there was, houses all over. Well my there. friend lived up on, on the top there at tenth uh-huh. and um the twenty seventh. And yeah, we would we would sit in his living room and we would look out uh, the picture window there and uh, watch cars attempt to make it, and we would bet on which one is going to yes. actually get to the, the crest of up to 10th, oh. and which ones would not, and they would be backing down. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully is... a shorter car that would not get wedged at an angle. Wedged in at an angle. Oh, okay, yeah. so what happened? I, I was, you waited until spring. <laughs> I waited until spring. <laughs> put the keys under the mat, a little note, yeah. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and told Dad it was stolen. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I I was able to shovel my way out. But, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did a similar thing with the same car at my friend Bruce's. They had a motel up uh, in the Spirit Mountain area in a drive steep uh, uh, gravel driveway that led up to their house, straight. And it was winter, and I went up the driveway. And when I went down, the back uh, went a little bit off the road. And the back end of the car fell into the ditch. Oh. Same car. And literally that car probably was in the 6,000 pound area. Oh my God. A car today, you know, they're 3,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. You know, you could put a, a grand piano in the trunk of that thing. It's, it's quite a quite a car. Yeah. But, uh, oh God, same thing. Shovel, 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 shovel. Try to, and I had to shovel probably 20 feet to get down to the road where the ditch actually went up. To the road so oh, I could mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. down and oh yeah yeah that, did Bruce that, help you at all oh yeah or, oh god thank yeah, god Bruce did all right Bruce. Uh, his dad came home and thought it was pretty funny I bet he did and <laughs> I bet he did <laughs> Darn kids anyway subly. but yeah it was it was really difficult to get around at that time you know Superior Superior Wisconsin advertised in the winter Superior the city of easy level parking it's got yeah that's what it's got and you know what you, you got a good thing there go downtown duluth with the with the studebaker and park on the hill see if you can get out or not yeah you get stuck sideways and in between two cars then you're really oh, yeah. in trouble did yeah. this, di- this did not damage the did not damage the buick electra in any oh way, no no it's a solid iron that oh, bad yes, boy absolutely oh yeah well that's why i told you that when i die i want to be cremated i want you and your brother to split the ashes between the two of you put it put it in a coffee can put it in the back of your car if you're downtown somewhere or something gets stuck, just fire them ashes underneath your yeah, tire and you'll sure. drive out. I will have helped you one more time. I like it. A good practical solution and a practical end. Help <laughs> your kids. Help your kids. Yeah, help those kids one more time.
Oh, the light's going to change. i got to roll through this really quickly. The Getting Bridged podcast is researched and written by Kelly Halston Erickson, remembered and recorded by Jerry Halston at the compound on Park Point, produced by Jerry Halston and Kelly Halston Erickson, so we have no one to blame but ourselves. Sources are compiled at rss.com slash podcast slash gettingbridged. And you can connect with us on Instagram at gettingbridged or by emailing gettingbridged at gmail.com. Special thanks to Mary and Dan. You know who you are and the many people in our lives for whom reminiscing is a varsity sport. We'll catch you again. we got to get going. Bye now.